Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome into the Seminole Rap Podcast. Brian Peller in here with Max Escarpio. We gave John the, uh, we're calling it the off-season Veterans Day rest, whatever. I assume he'll reappear probably next week or the week after to talk uh, football. And while I'm thinking about it, I think we'll probably end up with some kind of weird schedule uh, around bowl game and holidays since uh, kind of Christmas, New Year's, both fall on that Sunday. We don't really tape on Sunday, so I'm sure we'll figure out some kind of weird taping schedule and it might be previewing next week but we'll let you know more about that one next week but yeah so again brian peller and max escarpio pretty simple i think this time uh we'll get a little bit more bowl practice now that they're back on the field kind of conversation not really all that much going on on the oklahoma side so we get to keep this one florida state centric going forward uh, max i i know you've been out at practice lately anything uh, remarkable going on out there or is it just uh one like john's been saying good to have the guys on the practice field beyond the end of the regular season i guess it's just reps for now not really running running much like 11 11 7 on 7 usually just drills positional drills special team drills that i've seen they focus a lot this weekend on recruiting so it's basically just getting the recruits out there and their focus has been on on what the recruits want or need to see and and kind of talk to them during practice but in practice, nothing too hard. It's basically just drills with positions. Yeah, no need to go over the top, just uh, continuing to, to gel together and keep it, um, I guess, keep it, keep them, what's the word I'm looking for there? Keep the flow going. You know, you don't have to do anything too crazy. You don't have to go out and overextend yourself. 
Uh, one thing that we were talking about beforehand that I thought was interesting, and we can get on to the bigger and I, I, I feel more important stuff, was uh, I saw your tweet about uh, Amari out at practice, despite kind of looking around the portal. Uh, what what can you share there? What did you see? What What's he got going? Yeah, so a couple of players that I've already transferred, I mean, not transferred, but entered the transfer portal. They're still practicing. Most of them, except for Sam McCall, are still practicing. Amari Gaynor just stood out to me because he had a visit scheduled for Cincinnati today, which is Sunday, December 11th. He had a visit scheduled for them tonight to be there in Cincinnati. He went to practice this morning, left practice, sprinting out, says, I got to go, I got to go, kept sprinting out of practice, had to get in a car to go to Jacksonville to fly out of Jacksonville and go to Cincinnati tonight, which that obviously tells you something of the program and the coaching staff and the, that he wanted to be there for practice with his guys there. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I don't think the bowl practices at this point have been anything spectacular. But I think when we we a lot of that big picture conversation that something small like that speaks to is all those guys that are entering the portal to continue practicing and and want to be part of the program, even when you look around and and they make the the, the you know the personal business decision that this isn't right for me. You know, either it's not the right fit, I don't have the right opportunity, or maybe there's another opportunity out there for them. That's their business decision, and, and that's for them, right? They're trying to further their careers, but that they're willing to continue practicing with this team and still finish out the year as as working with this team is really cool. Kind of speaking to what this program and the culture around it's been able to build. I I. I I can't say I see that very often around the country. Yeah, I mean, you see it with different guys. Keyshawn Helton, Amari Gaynor, they're just happy to be there. They're happy to be there with the upperclassmen that are going to leave, like Robert Cooper, like just the, the people to, to be around there. They haven't had this type of postseason practice for a long time. So I guess they're just trying to enjoy it right now. Other guys like Sean Bray Jackson, he hasn't been seen at practice. Jared Jackson, D-line, he transferred or he's transferring right now. He's not at practice either. He's on visits that he's going on right now. So those are two guys that are also not at practice, but it's two different players that maybe a player like Amari Gaynor that gets playing time. And then a player like George Wilson or a player like Lloyd Willis who gets zero reps, who hasn't seen the field. And they're still out at practice trying to, trying to get reps and trying to do things like Sidney Williams was, was trying to coach, Knowles and trying to coach a couple of defensive backs there, which I didn't, I mean, you can just log out when you enter the transfer portal, you can kind of say like that, that practice doesn't mean anything to you. It's just, this is just drills. This is just what I need to do to, to keep going to get my body right. But he was still there being a leader there, which was great to see. Yeah, it's really impressive. And, and, and it speaks to, I mean, obviously I just sold it to the program, but it also speaks to the character of those guys. Right. I mean, um, you don't have to do that. I mean, obviously there is a, a, a small self benefit in continuing to practice, continuing to get reps, uh, getting experience in the bowl prep situation. And if you do stay with the team through the bowl game, I think, you know, I, I don't know if cheese, it's got some kind of special giveaway or whatever they get the guys, but you know, you do get some kind of uh, swag stuff. You get to travel and all that sort of thing. So there are some benefits, but um, you know, I think if you're looking at long-term career wise, maybe it's better to not be on the field, but uh, you know, hats off to them. And I mean, it's, it's nice to see that. At the end of the day, you can see some of them are sacrificing because you can, you can have an injury on the field right now and during practice, or you can have an injury in any of those drills or whatever it is that just takes you out of the portal, takes you out of a scholarship for wherever you want to go. So that shows that they're, they're still going on and still doing all that. And it also takes away from them being able to, to get off the field 
and being able to, to get on the phone and contact these players and I mean contact these coaches and and look at other schools and look at other options because they're still focused on Florida State right now. Yeah, it, it's it's again it's it's pretty cool that that you see the guys wanting to be part of the program even if it's not in their best long term interest and. Uh, there are obviously guys that it is in their long-term interest, and, and I think that's the bigger story, so I, I won't uh, waste any more time getting to it. Uh, the return of, I would say, probably the, the three three out of the four maybe biggest names you were waiting to hear from, maybe three out of the five um, on their decision of whether to go pro or return back to school, and so far, three for three, say they are coming back. It's uh, Jordan Travis, obviously your quarterback, your leader. That's an enormous one there. Trey Benson, the guy who ended up being the uh, – the muscle and, and the real driving force of this offense down the stretch and Tatum come back as well. Uh, so, I mean, you rattle off the three of them. Obviously I think uh, Jordan's a pretty self-explanatory top most important there. Not having to turn over that position is uh, going to be huge to where you start next season, your expectations and, and where you go from there. Yeah. I mean, we're still waiting on Fabian Lovett. We're still waiting on Jared Verse to see what they have, but getting Travis back, getting Benson back, you see that the offense is close to being locked up to what they can be this season. And then improving on having Hakeem Williams, having Saziah Holmes, who's going to be the, the Penn State transfer, who can be another workhorse running back back there that can, they can do multiple things. So the offense is molding, but you also see that with the uncertainty of Fabian Lovett and the uncertainty of Jared First, they're still going out there and making sure that they have players that are coming in like Darrell Jackson to fill in just in case and to fill in for a player like Robert Cooper who's leaving. So they definitely have their options open, whether they leave or whether they stay, because those are the two ones that we're waiting right now. In terms of Jordan, um, I, I think it was pretty, I mean, obviously it was our perspective that he had after the, probably after the LSU game, I think we all got on here and said, you know, he's, he's taken a step, right? He, he drastically improved. Uh, and obviously you could sit there and say, well, yeah, you guys are Florida state podcasters. Of course, you're sitting here thinking the FSU guy is great. Um, but I mean, if you look at someone like David Hale, who, I, I mean, I felt like down the stretch, he was tweeting week after week, like no one's talking about Jordan Travis and he might be the best quarterback in the conference. Um, I mean, I guess there's Drake may, but he he was phenomenal and you now get him for another off season, another chance to grow another year of leading this team. Um, I, I just can't help, but think this opens up everything for the team. When you have something like that at quarterback with the experience and everything that comes along with it, even if you do end up losing the defensive line guys, and maybe your defense slides, having a veteran, talented quarterback who can do it all would, would go so far if he plays to his potential in these games, in the games next season. Obviously, it's too early to say what that'll look like. But, I mean, obviously, I think it really opens the door to, to all the goals that they really want to have in front of them. Yeah, well, we talked about it before, and we think the Florida State can get back into the 2023 season as a top-10 team possibly even push into a top five team with the offense that they're putting on the field right now. We'll see what they're going to get in the transfer portal. But this is like a high school recruiting class where when you get a star quarterback first, that quarterback starts recruiting for you. So like Trey Benson said, like Tatum Bethune said, their decision was based on what Jordan Travis did as well, because Jordan Travis returning 
help them return to and help them kind of say they wanted to run it back. So that's going to make other players like, like a Jeremiah Byers who, who visited from UTEP offensive lineman, that's going to make him want to be there and protect that guy there. Cause he knows he's going to produce for him. Yeah. It's funny. You saw that. You mentioned it. It made me think of uh, just this weekend. We saw Caleb Williams collect the Heisman and it made me think of Jordan Addison who was at Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, his quarterback was, uh, is it Kenny Pickett? Pickett? Yeah. And uh, he, he gets, goes to the NFL. He gets drafted. He's there without a, a real starter. Slovis, I think it was from USC transferred in. And he's like, yeah, this isn't going to work for me. So he packs it up and he says, you know what? I'm going to go out to USC and play with Caleb Williams, who I know is a star. Um, I, I think you can have that similar effect here. Now, obviously Caleb has still got another year in school, so he's, he, he can do the same thing over there, but yeah, to your point, having a, you know, a quarterback locked in that, you know, can do so many things. And you see a guy like Johnny Wilson who had, you know, basically just made this giant leap and then no offense to him. I don't really think he's a true number one receiver. Um, and I really don't know if any of them are, but I think it helps you bring in any of those guys. All, like you said, offensive line, tight end, receiver, running back, any of it. I think any, any, I mean, even defense, you know, you can look up and say, there's a leader that I want to play with right there. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what we've seen from the start of the portal. Norville's been able to go out there. Atkins has been able to go out there and get those guys. I mean, Jaeim Bell, who visited campus, Kyle Morlock, top two tight ends in, in the country that enter the transfer portal that are in right now, were on campus for Florida State. And you have talented offensive linemen, and like I just said, like a Jeremiah Byers. And those are the players that are going to want to play. Jordan Travis doesn't return. Those guys most likely aren't on campus that that brings that transfer portal that that those pieces that you need and those players that want to play with a player like Jordan Travis yeah a real leader a a uh, by all accounts a, a great guy a great human and, and uh certainly someone to build around bringing back a Trey Benson as well to move on to him we we kicked it around a couple of weeks ago or I guess it might have been last week when I think about it uh, um we had where we kind of threw around the idea of him potentially at least I did going to the draft uh, this year because he had coming off the injury and, and you said, no, you, I think he needs another year of tape and another year to prove, you know, I can stay healthy. Really build off that run, I guess, the end of the year. Uh, obviously you get your way, you get your wish. And, and I mean, by all means, great for Trey, excited to have him back. Uh, what do you think he provides and, and how much do you think that decision weighed on him one versus the other? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think it was 80, 20. I think he was, I I think there was a a big shot that he was going to come back. I mean, players, I mean, NFL scouts, NFL coaches, they need to see consistency. We saw a good season from Trey Benson. We saw a good half of a season from Trey Benson because he was a backup running back at the beginning of the season. Once he got that workhorse role, once he got 18 plus carries, 20 plus carries at the end of the season, I think it was the last five games, four of the last five games, he had over, it was over like 110, 120 yards. And one of those games was the Louisiana game where he had close to 70 yards 
and he sat down for half the game. So you have a player that can just be consistent like that and work through. He talked about in the, he talked about in the press conference that his biggest thing that he wants to work on is his speed. He was like, he was like, my uh, my longest run was only 43 yards. And we kind of looked at him like, that's pretty good. And then we also told him, you know, you had that, that kick return. He was like, yeah, but I don't count that one. He was like, I should have broken off way more tackles to be able to, to be there in the, in the open field. And we were like, we were, we were kind of wondering what, what does this guy have planned? Because we've already seen a really good stretch from him. Yeah. It's a cool to see a guy who, who knows his, his ceiling and, and that he can, what he needs to do to get there. I did laugh too. I guess I'm on Twitter at uh, someone had posted a video of that, the, uh, like that meme video. It's like, that's what I do. And it was just like Trey Benson when Florida state brings him back to run counter 18 times a game. And we, he, he talked about it too. Cause we were like, we, not, we, uh, someone asked him, they said, are you surprised that you just bursted onto the scene like this? Like I said, ended the season like that. And he said, I wasn't surprised at all. He said, I put in the work and he's he said, he's going to continue to put in the work and he, he sees himself what I loved in that press in that press conference after we talked to him about two or three days ago was that he doesn't care about being that number one guy. He said, right now, where I am right now in, at Florida State, we know we're going to have to share the ball. And I love it because he said it helps him kind of stay healthy and it helps him be fresh and it just helps that running back room thrive, which is always great to see because you, you have receivers or running backs that want the ball. 30 times a game and that's not what you see from this offense yeah and we talked about it before before the season and the idea of like leading rushers and over a thousand yards we're like it's going to be kind of split up um and i and i think norville will probably still continue to mix it up but you got to like the idea of you have a guy you know you can hand the ball to 20 times and he just keeps getting stronger better as the game goes along that's the type of of workhorse back that really can dominate a college football game yeah i mean one of the craziest things too is that what he got 16 to 18 carries the last of the final stretch. And he still ended with 140 yards and and two tuts. So (laughs) you have a player like, like B John Robinson, like chase Brown from Illinois that just get 30 carries a game. And with those same stats or even less than that and get 30 carries a game. So there's going to be there. It puts a smile on my face of what Trey Benson is going to do next season. Cause it's just, we've already seen a glimpse yeah, and as he continues to get healthier and, and hopefully, you know, everything works out there. And he's just he you could tell once he kind of knocked the rust off this year, he just really found it. Uh obviously he was a transfer and uh he really clicked. So, you know, I'm sure he can also be another example for guys in the portal that like, hey, you know, th- this this place can work. Yeah, I mean, I think they they ease it down on the running back room right now. They're not gonna be able to they're not gonna be looking out for that. They have that pretty locked up with, yeah. with all those guys there. But that's just like I said with Jordan Travis, you're going to want those the, those offensive linemen are going to love to block for guys like that. So I, I don't see why they don't have a bunch of guys coming in to visit for them. Yeah, and I, I mentioned it earlier, the third guy that, that announced he's coming back, or, or as he put it, I guess, running it back, uh, Tatum Bethune. Uh, you've talked about him a ton this season, just being a real leader on that defense and uh, doing a fantastic job in both coverage, run stopping. I I think that's a huge piece in the middle of your defense. Well, Tatum Bethune, I saw like Jamie Robinson, where I don't think they're like splash players, or I don't think they're kind of sports center players where they just make an, an unbelievable pick or whatever it is. 
but they're players that a quarterback looks at and says, I have to pass the other way or I have to look to another option because they're just extremely, their, their technique just shows throughout the entire field. They're able to tackle vertically. They're, they're just, they were able to be the anchors, him and Jamie. I know we're gonna, not going to have Jamie next season, but Tatum is still that anchor in the middle that Forestay has been missing for a while. So to have Tatum and Kalen Deloach back with that pair, it's just, what, can, what else can you ask for there? Yeah, I, I I think that's it, right? Is the the solid play out of a linebacking court where if you know you have that consistent um steady hand, it allows you to extend in other parts of the defense. You can be a little more aggressive because you know that one guy is going to be where he needs to be. And uh a rock there when you're not having to turn it over and go find a new guy in the middle is is gonna go a long way. Obviously, that defensive line is gonna be important to see what happens there, and we can talk about that in a second, but uh, yeah, I mean, a rock in the middle of the, of the defense is uh, all you can ask for. And obviously, it's huge to bring a guy like that back. And they were missing that before because I remember seeing games against North Carolina, against Notre Dame, where they had a pair of running backs who just ran through the middle, who just did whatever they wanted, turned around and caught a little slam pass. So they've been missing that for a while. They have guys like Blake Nicholson, DeMarco Ward, who are going to come in into the 2023 class but those guys obviously need time and bringing back Tatum is exactly that. That's what that gives them. Yeah. And I, and I think, I guess to further, to further the defensive discussion that I kicked along there and I'll just go to you on this and then default back to your expertise. Um, obviously versus a, a huge piece, you mentioned Fabian. Um, where are, are we, do we have any inclinations where they're thinking, where they're at? We're just still kind of in a holding pattern there. If I were to, if I were a betting man, I'd have, I'd, I think a couple people would, but I'd have Verse more likely to come back than Fabian. Uh, Fabian accepted a Reese's Bowl senior, senior bowl, whatever that is, earlier in the season, just like Jamie Robinson. That kind of hinted at he wants to go pro. I mean, he has a kid. He, he has, he's, he's grown into, the, the college player that he is from so many years, I think he's, he's more on the the side of, he wants to get paid right now, obviously with NIL, that's a, that's a, an option, which is why I don't think he's a lock to leave right now. So as for Jared first, I think Trey Benson talked about it after practice, Trey Benson is roommates with Jared first. He says that he tries to convince Jared to come back every single day. And he says that, that he kind of shows sympathy to to Jared coming back. <laughs> he says that that Jared doesn't want to leave him and things like that. And that Trey said he's he thinks he's doing a, a good job. So I think there's a I think there's a solid chance for verse and Fabian's Fabian will be a tough one to bring back. Yeah, and it makes sense. I mean, um it was it, it felt like at the beginning of the season he was probably one to to be heading his way out and and the acceptance of I think it was the Reese's one. Is that the one in Mobile, maybe was the one he's yeah. heading to? Yeah, I mean I think I feel like if you're if you're grabbing senior bowl bids and things, it's probably a pretty clear sign there. Um but yeah, I mean Burst would be huge. Uh I think he similar to what we talked about with Benson flashed. Uh, but maybe more consistency. And, and I think the injury um, kind of there in the year kind of influenced that. I think just like with Trey, scouts, coaches, they would love to see the consistency from Jared Verse, 
But what we're looking at with Jared Verse right now is a first-round grade, and a lot of players can't just pass up a first-round grade. So that's going to be difficult to see where he he kind of has a grade. or that's, that's just mock drafts right now, CBS Sports, those are analysts and things that they're hearing. Maybe it'll be different when Verse talks to other people, which is what he's probably doing right now. So maybe he doesn't get a first-round grade. I think he needs to show a little more consistency. I think he has the size, honestly, to, to be able to, to get there and play a rotational role in, in the professional league. But I'd love to see more consistency from him. I think coming back would be able to help him. But I don't know if, if putting a gamble on if you're a top 20, top 25 pick and coming back to college football, that may, be, that may hurt you. One thing with Jared is I think if he were to go pro, the measurements – would probably just boost his grade. I think he's one of those guys who shows up at the combine and, um, you know, they see him run, they measure him. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're talking about, ah, his arm length, his hand size and blah, 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 blah. Ends up, you start seeing that, that arrow point up as it goes along as well. What we saw with Jermaine last year is that Jermaine was projected a top. I I saw early mocks with, with him at 14. I saw him at 16 and then, getting closer i saw him at number eight i saw him at number nine and then we saw what happened in the draft so just like jared verse needs to make sure that he gets a reliable source and reliable feedback to what grade he gets because that can definitely hurt him later on yeah and and elsewhere any any other guys you're really keeping an eye on in, in the next few weeks we should be looking for not for coming back not for returning players i think it's just focused on on the signing day right now focus on the, the transfer portal. I'm not sure if they're, I think a couple announcements maybe after the bowl or closer, maybe in the next two weeks, but I'm not sure if, if a big time returning player or a big time player that'll be leaving should happen soon. Cool. If you made it this far into the podcast, we appreciate it. Cause that means you survived my uh, beer soaked voice for the last probably 20, 25 minutes of this thing. So uh, thank you guys for hanging in there. Uh, like I said, I think next week we'll probably do more of a preview podcast, let you know kind of what to expect heading into the new year. I'll go ahead and call that a wrap. Thanks for listening, guys.